name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Did you hear the gospel? It's Zacchaeus. Now, I mentioned yesterday as someone that today was this, the Sunday of Zacchaeus. And this happens at this time every year. And they, when, they, when they heard that it was Zacchaeus, he took a little, <gasps> because most of us maybe recognize that this is the first signpost pointing us to Great Lent. And we might say to ourselves, Great Lent already? You know, COVID seems to have warped time a little bit. It doesn't seem to really travel in the same pace all the time. I don't know if that's been the case for you, but it seems like some months are very long, and, and yet other times, was that last year, or was that a few months ago? And so that, it was that way for me when we arrived today. But don't worry, we uh, have three more weeks until the publican and the Pharisee, and then three more weeks until the beginning of Great Land. But the church desires to give us a readiness to prepare ourselves, to prepare ourselves, to prepare ourselves to receive Christ. Now there's a short and very beautiful chapter in this book that I love, Remember Thy First Love by our commander Zacharias of Essex. And I was tempted to just read this short chapter to you, but I thought, no, there's just too much there. So um, I will attempt to distill just a little bit of what perhaps the Lord gave me as I was reading it. Now this is the first signpost that leads us to our preparation for Great Lent. In today's Gospel, we encounter Jesus on his journey to the cross and to the fulfillment of our salvation. When we read the Gospel, we often read it in just little snippets. At that time, Jesus was passing through Jericho, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not, on account of the crowd, because he was small of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. All passages are, are helpful for us to look at their spiritual meaning and what the Lord would speak to us. But in this fairly short passage where Christ, who is passing through Jericho, comes and meets this man, Zacchaeus, who has desired to see him, what is the context? What is the greater context? Why is Christ passing through Jericho at this time? Why is he going to meet Zacharias. It appears that he is on a journey just to meet Zacharias. And there are no accidents in the life of our Lord. But what is the greater context? How did Jesus arrive here in Jericho at this time? And what's the backstory of this small stature chief tax collector? Well, if we put uh, and do a little examining of what's going on in the context of the gospel. 
You see that Jesus, while he was in Galilee, he told his disciples that he was going to be betrayed and crucified. He said, taking the twelve, he said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written of the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And they will scourge him and kill him. And on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hid from them. And they did not grasp what he said. So Jesus is on a journey. He's told his disciples what he intends to do. And he is on this journey where he had traveled down the valley of the Jordan and had stayed out near the Jordan where John had been baptizing him. It's there that he was staying and people were coming to him to be baptized and to hear his teaching and to be healed. He spent time there teaching his disciples. And it is here near the Jordan where he received the word that his friend Lazarus was sick. And as we know from that story, he stays there two days more. And then he tells his disciples one more time that we are going up to Jerusalem and he gets around to telling them that Lazarus is dead and that he was glad that he was not there. And his disciples are perplexed by this. And yet, having some inkling of what's going to happen to them in Jerusalem, Thomas says, let us go with him that we may die with him. And this is the mood by which Christ sets out on his journey through Jericho. It says in last week's gospel, which is immediately preceding this one, that on his way into Jericho, he meets a blind man. And the blind man cries out to him, Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he stops on this journey to raise his friend Lazarus from the dead. And he gives his full attention to a blind man for a short time and heals him. And so there's this enormous crowd traveling with Christ through Jericho. People all around him. And Zacchaeus can't see him. And he wants to. And so as this crowd is passing through, Zacchaeus decides that he must see him and runs on ahead. And this is where Christ encounters him as he looks up into the tree and sees Zacchaeus. Now who is this Zacchaeus? It says very little about him here, but we can sort of read between the lines just a little bit. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And it says he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not on account of the crowd. He sought to see who Jesus was. It doesn't say that he just sought to see him. He was not driven by curiosity. He wanted to see who Christ is. He wanted to know him. This was his desire. And it is his desire that we put before us today, the church puts before us today, as an icon of something that we absolutely need to start our own journey. Now, my guess is that Zacchaeus did not endure or experience this 
incredible transformation all at once. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. Perhaps he hated his job. He was a thief, essentially, taxing people more than they uh, were due. And this was how the tax collectors made their living. And wealth is a trap. Perhaps he was broken inside. Perhaps he woke up. Now it says that John the Baptist had been baptizing near here at the Jordan, just outside of Jericho, about five miles away. And it says that St. John the Baptist went into all the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This is from St. Matthew and St. Luke. And he told them, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And the people came to him and said, what then shall we do? And to each he told them, to the tax collectors who came to be baptized, teacher, what should we do? And he said, don't collect more than you are required. Perhaps Zacchaeus was one of those tax collectors who had gone to John and heard his message of repentance. And he realized that his life was a waste. Perhaps he was like the woman who came up in the crowd behind Christ and said, if only I can touch his garment, then I will be healed. He said to himself, if only I can somehow see him and get his attention, then he will heal my brokenness. And as Christ looks up, he says, come down, for I must stay at your house today. Forgive me if I've read too much between the lines, but this is the context of this meeting between these two people, this completely transforming meeting for Zacchaeus. Father Zacharias says, Zacchaeus' desire made him run ahead and climb a sycamore tree so that he could see who the Lord is. But what was happening in his heart was visible only to him who is both God and man. The crowd could not see the transformation of his heart, nor could they understand the nature of his desire. But even before Zacharias had seen him, the Lord had perceived the movement of Zacchaeus' heart in a supernatural way with the eyes of his divinity. He saw the wild and greedy heart of the chief publican had now begun to soften and melting with desire. He had become transfigured so that he was ready to bear within himself the image of Christ. This is what Zacchaeus was created for. When Zacchaeus was seen by Christ, he says, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And he vows then that he will give half of his goods to the poor and that he will then pay back all those people he had collected extra tax money from fourfold the maximum penalty that a court might give him. And Jesus says to him, perhaps his heart desire, today salvation has come to this house. 
This then is a prescription for us. This story is a promise for us. Our desire must, like Zacchaeus, lead to an encounter with Christ. It must lead us continually to encounter Christ in our lives. But what do we really desire? Well, the truth is that we desire many things. And the reality is that whatever we desire, we follow. Whatever we desire, we pursue. We arrange our lives to help us meet what we desire. Our lives are often scattered, I believe, by our competing desires. If we really desire salvation, if we really desire transformation, if we really desire Christ, the one who truly loves us, if we really desire to fulfill the purpose that we are created for, we must, like Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. In other words, don't delay. Come down. And by these words, he means repent. Turn aside. Become humble. Humble yourself. And then there'll be a place for me. We must humble ourselves like Zacchaeus, putting aside or in their proper place all the other desires of our life that compete for our deep heart's true desire. Like Zacchaeus, let us rekindle our desire for Christ above all. Let us produce works in keeping with and fulfilling our repentance. Let us, like Zacchaeus, not be afraid of looking like a fool so we can wholeheartedly follow our desire for Christ. As Father said in his homily last week, those who follow Christ with their whole heart will look like fools in the eyes of the world if we allow ourselves to be seen. As we can see in this gospel, when we read the between the lines, transformation, repentance, and salvation are not magic. They're not a result of a moment. It doesn't happen in an instant. But the God who loves us beyond all measure meets us where we are and he shows us that he has been working in us all along. Another little word from Father Zacharias to close. If we turn to the living God and accept his word, ardently desiring to see the face of the Lord, he will enlighten us and begin his work of salvation in our soul. We will embark on an adventure with God. All we need is the desire to know him, like Zacchaeus, together with a little humility. Desire with a little humility. This desire is the small part that we offer up to God in faith. And without it, God will not act. And to our small part, he then adds his infinitely greater part. And that is his grace. And this is what enlarges our hearts and saves us. Jesus says to each of us today, come down. 
for I desire to stay at your house today. All of our truly good desires are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. May we all align our desires with what Christ most desires for us. That is for us to know him and to be known by him.